You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. All right, my friends, we got to do it. We got to talk a little real estate. We've been talking about Portland shootings, homelessness, all that good stuff, crazy stuff going on. We got to talk about real estate, real estate market. And this is not going to be one of those raw, raw, raw real estate podcasts. That's not me. Hey, everything's great. Everything's rosy. I tell you the way I see it. And the way I've been telling people lately, and I own two real estate companies, a real estate brokerage, got like 110, 115 brokers. I don't know, somewhere in there. Got one of the Seattle's oldest residential real estate companies. I own both of those. And I podcast on real estate stuff. So I'm kind of in the mix of this on a daily basis. A lot when you don't see me here, I'm sitting right here with my laptop closed, one of these open, and I'm taking phone calls or returning emails from my brokers who are out there trying to make it happen, trying to get some homes sold. It's a frothy market. And by frothy, I mean, it is not balanced. It doesn't have the fundamentals of a market that can continue for a long time. But then I have these conversations and I'm like, I'm always stuck. There's always this circular conversation of what is going to slow the market down. And for the time being, for probably the rest of 2021, I don't really see anything unless something really major comes. But we said that about the coronavirus. And guess what? That was just like squeezing gasoline on an already blazing fire. Real estate market was hopping before the Rona hit. And then literally when that hit, rates dropped and people started focusing on, I don't want to be in this little house anymore. I need to figure out a better housing solution. Plus, I've got all this time on my hands when I used to be working and commuting. And now I'm just working from home. Okay, people had a lot of time to think and analyze and look at Redfin, look at Zillow. What can I buy? I've benefited from this. Yes, absolutely. We've sold a whole, we sold a lot of homes. Have we done more appraisals than ever? Yeah, we've done a lot of appraisals. We turn stuff down on the daily. Can you do this appraisal for us? No. How come? Well, we've already got 19 backed up, whatever it is. Um, my son, Karen, has taken on some work volume to me that is just insane. I mean, some big boy numbers, a lot of money, money that I never made at his age appraising. Just it wasn't there, didn't happen, didn't have the fee schedule, didn't have the ability to put out the kind of volume that um, my kid now can that I can't do because I'm old and I type real slow and you know that drill. I just didn't grow up with a cell phone in my hand, so I don't have that ability to take data and run it through technology and get this stuff done like he does. But there, you know, I've benefited from this, but what I'm saying is that this is not a balanced market, not a balanced market, and I think people need to hear that in making their decisions in today's housing market. This is not a good market for buyers. This is a brutal market. And this is what we're going to talk about some here. It's great for sellers because you're making bank. And you're not you're not being bothered with those pesky building inspections, financing, I'll take that cash offer. I, you know, my home's got a bunch of problems with it. And normally it wouldn't get financing convention wouldn't qualify for conventional financing. But in today's market, you know, everybody wants my house. So I'm just going to throw it on the market, see what happens, probably get 100 offers and I'll take the best one. That's literally what's going on. All right, we're going to jump on into this. Uh, the stats from the Northwest Multiple Listing Service came out yesterday. I haven't even read them. I just looked at some super quick and went, yep, that sounds about like last month. They just reconfigured it with a different title. Um, because that's what's going on. And I, you know, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but we've got We've got low supply, 
Um, we've got low interest rates and those two factors and the Rona have just caused this crazy real estate market to happen. Before we jump on in, if you're new here, thanks for joining me. My name is Sean Reynolds. Like I said, I own a couple of I've got a couple of side hustles going on that have been going on for over 30 years. It's almost like I have two startup companies almost that'd be more sexy, right? than an old companies because nobody wants old companies because they're run by old people. And we all know that old people don't know what they're doing. Oh, no, that's not the case. It's that's just in the tech world. <laughs> and I jest, but I kind of also don't too, right? Doesn't it just sound Oh, you got a side hustle? Tell me about your side hustle, not your main hustle that you've been focusing on for over 30 years. Let's talk about that one. Now nah, that's boring. Seattle area housing market is on steroids. See what's happening near you. And this is this is the same thing for most markets across the US. In the year since the Coronavirus pandemic first took hold, the Seattle area housing market has not just rebounded. The market is on steroids, said Seattle area broker Rach Boston. Don't know her. Um, prices are up inventory is flying off the market. Home showings draw lines of potential buyers down the driveway and multiple all cash offers. List prices can feel like a mere suggestion. We're getting deals that are just nutty. I had one of my brokers say, Hey, I had one go from four, like 415 to 470. That's huge run up. And I'm like, yeah, we're seeing stuff go two, three, 400,000 over list price in the upper end markets. Because people are like, I want that house. What is this going to take? I had one where we were one of my brokers last weekend. I want to say list price was like, um, and I'm just, I'm just trying to remember here. I want to say list price was one two five. Our offer capped out with an escalation clause, meaning we will beat the next highest offer by five grand up to a top price of 1.5. So 1.2 to 1.5 is what our offer was. Now there were 28 offers, and we were not even in the top eight price wise, top eight. So the thing went way over one five, who knows what it went to. Um, that's happening every darn day. And it's, it, it's, it's simply not a balanced market that can that can be sustained for a long period of time. But man, it is on fire right now. And what I'm afraid will happen is when it does, when it does peter off, you could have some issues. It's like, what what typically happens that impacts me on the appraisal end? is that people buy a lot of homes at the peak, at the frenzy, at just the euphoric moment of, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. Oh, prices drop. And then they go to refinance six months down the road and they're shocked when they get their appraisal back. This is less than what I paid. You overpaid. Sorry about that. Talk to the market. Market dealt you the bad hand. Those are the continuous cycles that happen. We all as appraisers, we all look to certain points in the market that were the peak of the market. And when because as you do appraisals, six months, eight months, a year later, you know, oh, they bought this for this in that year. And you're having a hard time supporting their value for a refinance down the road. That's the reason why you get as an appraiser, you got to deal with data straight up. Okay, how come this house sold for so much? That was a euphoric time in the market. The market was frothy. I think that's where we are right now, but it's been frothy for how long? 
And it looks like it's just going to continue rolling on down the road at the same pace, which is nutty. I know it was going to be hard, said buyer Liz Manning, who with her husband recently bought a four bedroom house in North Edmonds. Edmonds is uh, to the north of Seattle by 15 miles, something like that. North Edmonds after putting in seven other offers, but I didn't, uh, it's maybe 20 miles. I should know this. I don't. Sorry. Uh, uh, put in an offer on a four bedroom host, home in North Edmonds after putting in seven other offers. Talk a lot about buyer fatigue too, right? I don't want to make any more offers. You still need a house. Okay, let's do one more. But I didn't think it was going to be a months long process. And that's what a lot of people, a lot of my brokers struggle with. How do I keep these buyers going? Because they really want a house, but they're exhausted throughout this process. And so am I as their buyer's agent. Single family home prices climbed all over the Puget Sound region last month compared to February, according to monthly data released Wednesday by the Northwest Multiple Listing Service. King County zoomed past other counties. That's the county that Seattle sits in and that I'm sitting in with a 10% jump over February, the largest month to month spike since last June. Okay, so the spike last June was when we were having that rebound effect of the market being shut down. And then all of a sudden, it's go time, baby, and rates are low. Let's do this. That's when the real feeding frenzy started to happen. We were already having a feeding frenzy before that. But it was just it was less accelerated going into the Rona, we thought the wheels were going to come off. Little did we know it was just, you know, David Bowie song putting out fire with gasoline the opposite happened. We put fire on the, uh, we put gasoline on the fire and whoosh, it's crazy. Uh, when shrinking inventory started to supercharge the market since last June, in March, the median King County home sold for 824,997, meaning half sold below that, half sold above that. Eight and a quarter, getting on close up to a million bucks for median in Snohomish, Pierce, and Kitsap counties, those are the direct outerlying counties to King County, median prices increased by single-digit percentages month over month to 640, 480, and 450, respectively. The month brought good and bad news for buyers. Across the region, more new homes hit the market last month than in any single month since spring peaks in 2018 and 2019. All right, Whew, we can all breathe a sigh of relief there, right? I mean, we got some inventory. Nope. And this is what I've been talking about for, geez, years now. But homes were snapped up almost as quickly as they arrived. Because you've got this, when you've got multiple offer situations of 10, 15, 20 offers on a single home, those buyers got to go somewhere else. Where do they go? They hit up that inventory as soon as it comes in. And guess what? You're right back to where you began. No inventory. Sold out store shelves are empty. By the end of, of the month, fewer than 1000 homes were listed for sale in King County. This is exactly what I've been talking about. Um, whatever stuff comes on the market, even if we have a big influx of inventory, it's going to get outstripped by buyer demand. That is a happening. Um, fewer than 1000 homes were listed for sale in King County compared to about 2,100 last year in March and 3,300 in 2019. So we have progressively just been having less and less lower and lower levels of inventory on the regular. And then people, when they go to buy, they're like, what is, what is going on? What is this market? This makes no sense. Okay. 
Uh, let's keep going here. Prices in all four counties have surged in the year since the start of the coronavirus pandemic, ranging from a 14.5% jump in King County to 17% in Pierce County and almost 22% in Snohomish. 22%. That, that's they're, they're, Why am I stuttering? Because that is ridiculous. Those are some enormous numbers. You can't have a market do that long term. It is not sustainable. Why do I keep saying that? Nobody cares. I don't have any solutions for it. I'm just going to go, oh, right. Sellers, you go, right? You go, you bad selves. In King County's east side, that's where I live and work and everything, the median home price is up about 30.4% from last year. The median home price is up 30.4%. And you're talking some big numbers on the east side here. I mean, it's just, they're more expensive homes. The effects of the virus on the housing market took hold mostly in later months because people started to think, okay, I don't want to be stuck in one of these shutdowns long term. I need to get out and get a damn house. And so they did. Sellers, I think now sellers, that's why you got some more inventory coming on. Sellers are like, all right, a bunch of these jokers who could give me the Rona, they're getting their vaccines. I've got my vaccine. I don't know how much longer this market's going to run, but I'm going to cash out and I'm going to move to Tahiti. I literally just had one and you guys know who you are who sent it to me. You guys should be one guy. One dude you sent me, uh, selling the your buddy was selling his California home and moving to Vietnam right? Because that's where you go where to leverage your money. You'd go to Thailand, but all the good stuff in Thailand is, you know, not happening right now. What's that full moon in Thailand? I can't remember what that is, that big celebration. I want to go see that sometime. It sounds like just a, a fun party, like a fun birthday party, right? Prices dipped in April and May, but then started climbing again through the summer as buyers went looking for more space and would-be sellers stayed put. Even in typically less expensive areas, the cost of entry for first-time home buyers is on the rise. Pierce County broker Jenny Wetzel predicts that in coming months, it's going to be very difficult to find any home in Pierce County for under 350000 or less. And Pierce County is to the south. All right, from downtown Seattle, it takes you... Oh, does it take you a half an hour to get to the county border? Probably in traffic. That could be two hours, you know, like LA traffic, Seattle traffic, the same. We have terrible roadway systems here in Seattle. Our, our, we're just, we're screwed. We've got the ocean over there. We got the mountains there. We got a growth management act that's just really ratcheted things down. And we don't have any provisions for alleviating our traffic issues. We think that we're going to have this above grade, you know, light train that's going to solve everything. I don't know, maybe, probably not much because we like we like our cars in the Pacific Northwest. Don't make me ride public transit because it sucks. Monthly median sales price for single family homes in the central Puget Sound region. Um, we're showing bar graphs here. They basically look like they're upward trending because they are. That's all I'm going to say there. Within King County, prices are surging, especially outside Seattle. The median price in King County leapt uh, in North King County, leapt 15% from February to March. Now, why is that? Because downtown and those closer in areas are already so high and outstripped that people, specifically millennials and first-time homebuyers, are having to go further out to markets where they're like, I would never live there. Oh, I can get that much house there? 
sign me up. Make me one of those 18 offers and, um, you know, we'll, we'll compete. Uh, an increase of uh, the median price of North King County leapt 15% from February to March, an increase of more than $100,000 to a new level of 805 This is North uh, King County. This is the North. This is not in the super desirable, you know, major areas. It's North. The median is up about 19% from last year unsustainable numbers. That's all I'm going to say. Compared to last year, some areas of King, South King County have seen dramatic price hikes because people are going where they can afford. And if you don't necessarily have to come to the office, if you don't have to come to downtown, you're going to go somewhere, you're going to get a little bit better house. And you're going to say, thank you for letting me live in this cool neighborhood with better housing that once was not so desirable, because that truck up and down the 405 or the I-5 was horrific and still is but I only got to do it twice a week now. I don't have to do it five times. And sometimes I'm going to need to have you come in on Saturday. Yeah. Can you come in on Saturday? You know that drill, right? The median home sold last month in Skyway, which is in South King County, and it used to be a marginal neighborhood, was $656,000. What world are we living in? This is crazy. An 8% jump from February and a 44% increase from last year. Neighborhoods that were once no that were once considered not desirable, 44% increase from last year. That's a lot. That's just for for a real estate guy, this is kind of like reading I don't know. It's like reading pulp fiction and not the movie, the actual genre of pulp fiction. It's like, uh, uh, this, this is, these are some crazy storylines that don't make a lot of sense, but it sure is entertaining to read. It's entertaining, but then when you also make your living in real estate, you want things to be more stable. You want things to be more level because we represent both buyers and sellers. Buyers are just getting drilled right now. I mean, it's such an uneven marketplace. It's such an uneven uh, playing field. And millennials are just being priced out of the market. In Seattle, the median home last month sold for 800 and quarter, a 3.4% uptick from the previous month. On the east side, the median home price has been is more than $1 million for nine months in a row. Well, it's because everything is so expensive. Across the region, cash is fueling more competition as tech companies profit despite the pandemic downturn. So that's one thing you got to remember. The economic base here in the Pacific Northwest is probably like nowhere else in the country right now. You've got more employers bringing in more employees. Those guys want to have houses. They're not, necess they're not necessarily living in Oregon or California or other states because they got to be within a reasonable drive of headquarters. It's just, it's just creating this situation. And we hear of so many of these people who are coming in and we're like, well, how long can this run for? How many workers are there that have big, huge cash bonuses and stock options that are cashing them out, putting a little bit of that down in on, on their home and they're fueling the market. When do you know a 20 year old, eight year old who's able to buy a property for $700,000 and have 300, 300 or 400,000 in cash, said Boston, a broker with John L. Scott, that comes from their stock options. Mm-hmm. That's a large part. And we've got outside investors. Yeah, I'll take two. I'll, I'll, I'll take that house and another one. Ah, it's that much. All right. Well, 
I'll, I'll just have to write a second check for that, then we'll cover it. Why don't you go with it? Yeah, we don't need a building inspection. It looks roughly good. We'll take it. That's what's going on. That's a lot of what's fueling the market, right? Luxury sales are up. Across the 26 counties included in the Northwest Multiple Listing Service, brokers reported 400 sales at 2 million or more in the first three months of this year, more than double last year, according to the MLS. Developers and flippers see opportunity too. Even extreme fixer uppers attract multiple offers, Boston said. A Beacon Hill house, Beacon Hill is to the south, just to the south and east of downtown. It's been a transitional neighborhood. It's had some gentrification. A uh, Beacon Hill house in awful condition drew seven all cash offers. What was it zoning? It probably had multi zoning and builders are just chopping their bits. I can get three units in there. Yes, I'll take it. Where who do I make this check out to? She expects to close the sale at close to $470,000, well over the asking price. This is for an, a, an extreme fixer in what was once considered a marginal neighborhood, not marginal, but you know, I mean, it just wasn't that desirable. Now it's close to downtown and everybody's like, Hey, look at this. Look at the map. Look at how close Beacon Hill is. Wow. Why didn't we think of this earlier? Trevor Walker and Brooke Moody started their search for a home under 600,000 near Linwood and Bothell up north in Snohomish County, but not that far into the county outside of King County. But within a few months, we're priced out of everything between Renton and Everett. That's an enormous area. So people are just getting buyers are getting priced out. And at some point in time, and I don't know when this is, pricing will outstrip the ability of the majority of people to buy. That's going to come. Prices seem to keep climbing. Home tours were crowded. On one recent weekend, the newly married couple toured 14 homes. It hits you in your gut every time you show up at a house and there are already 15 people standing there. Walker said. For months on end, a cocktail of low inventory, high demand, and rock-bottom interest rates has squeezed buyers. It has. And that's the brutal part of this game, is trying to... I work with my brokers every single day. Hey, Sean, I've got this, I've got this situation where here's what we need to do to win this offer. And I don't know really... It doesn't feel good to be telling my buyer to do this. But you know, this is our sixth offer. And these people are getting desperate. And I think they're just going to go all in and make this happen. And I'm kind of like, all right, just tell them, hey, be realistic about pricing, you might be paying too much right now. But if this is what you want to do, and you're going to be able to live in this home, I always go with a five year game plan, have a five year game plan, because then you can have the market maybe tank a little come back up and you can be okay, you're not going to lose, you know, that much in in value on your home. But be prepared for that condition. Don't think that this is going to go up forever. That's I mean, that's the thing about being in real estate for years and years and years and going through so many ups and so many downs that no market lasts forever. And yet the euphoria out there right now, you would think this is going to go on forever. It can't. And I don't want to be the Debbie Downer, but this is just reality. This is just what a real estate market does. And right now you've got some just really weird conditions that are just squeezing it and you're just, you know, you're creating this almost artificially 
uh, market. But then again, it's not artificial. It's you, you're seeing the numbers. In King, Snohomish, Pearson, Kitsap counties, all of the homes currently listed could sell in less than two weeks at current demand. According to the MLS, at this time in 2019, selling out would have taken more than a month in all four counties. So what we're saying is we've got two weeks of supply of inventory. What is normal? Four to six months is normal. Four to six months. That's a normal market. We got two weeks. We got half of one market, half of one month. In real estate terms, that's sold out. And we've been at this for a while. Um, similar trends are playing out nationally with nearly half of homes selling within a week and 41% selling for more than the list price. Across the US, 41% of homes are selling for more than the list price. This is just nuts, right? This is just crazy. Um, Seattle area is the top destination for buyers moving from San Francisco, according to a recent analysis by Zillow. All right, so we got people moving here. A stream of new condo listings arrived in March and demand ticked up, though it's still uh, more tepid than the single family market because people don't want to be in condos in areas where they can't enjoy all the cool stuff or the amenities because all the amenities in most condos are not open. At current demand, it would take a little over a month to sell through the condos available in King County, which is remarkably low for condos. In Seattle, condos are lingering in the market longer than anywhere else in, Seattle, in, in uh, King County. At the same time, the number of pending condo sales in the city last month was higher than March 2019 or 2020. There's that narrative I've been talking about is, yes, con condos have been down and out, but they are going to be looked at as, well, I guess if I got to go back to work at the office and we need a new place, you know... Condo living wasn't that bad. I don't, I'm not a big, I don't want to commute much. You know, stuff's opening up. Let's look at a condo. That's what's going on right now. Because all the other markets, all the other inventory is sold out or it's so expensive, it's so difficult. And people are going to go, wow, look at the map. Look at the stuff in Belltown, which is right downtown, which has just been the kiss of death for a studio or a one bedroom. It has. That's turning right now. So this happened way faster than I thought it would. Who knew? Shocking. I know. All right. So that's what's going on. That's what's going on in Seattle. And a lot of this is going on across the United States. So if you are in the market to buy a home or you're in the market to sell a home, I hopefully have given you my perspective here that makes you think a little bit outside of the box of, okay, this market's going to go on forever. Because guess what? It's not, I'm not trying to scare you out of buying a home, but be realistic about what it is that you are facing. If you are a seller, don't be greedy and try and hold on forever because we don't know when this is going to slow down. And I think that's realistically what's going to happen. We will have a slowdown period of which will be your wake up call all right, uh, let's analyze this based on some some declines in the marketplace. Because um, people putting all their, you know, betting all black on the fact that this market goes up forever at the rate that it's going right now, mm, not tenable, not a good, not a good call. I don't think many people are doing that. But I also think people are ignoring the fact that these numbers are they're not sustainable. 
you're not sustainable. For all my real estate peeps out there who wanted to hear me do a cheerleading podcast on the state of the market. Sorry about that. But I bring you the truth here. That's my truth. Anyway, my perspective. And that's why you guys tune in because you want to hear let's hear what the, the nonsensical real estate dude has to say he might say something crazy. Or you might say something I agree with most of the time I agree with them. That's the feedback I get. I'm just going to keep on doing it. And um, if you want to hear me cheerlead, sorry, not doing that. It's just what we got going on here. I give you kind of my real opinion. And sometimes uh, I take a lot of heat for that. But you know what, I've been doing this longer than just about anybody out there who's got a podcast. Um, so I got to do whatever I want. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I will catch up with you guys on the next one. Stay safe out there. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.